0: Welcome back to another program Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network in Studio A today on a very rainy day. It's kind of unusual in Central Florida to have... (laughs) liquid sunshine like this, but that's what we have. In, in the studio with me is my friend Vicki Matthews from Choices, along with her, the director of the Women's Clinic downtown for Choices, Michelle Sawney. Both are here, both to discuss not only the things going on in Choices and beyond that in the world, because there's been a lot of news that's come out in the last couple of, of uh, weeks, that are significant happenings. But beyond that, we're wanting to talk about an event that's coming up in May. It's going to be a very important event, helpful event for the the whole movement of pro-life uh, centers like Choices. And that's the Walk for Life that's coming up. So first of all, Vicki and Michelle, welcome.
1: Thank you. Awesome Thank you. to be here.
0: Michelle, it's great to have you here. Thank I had you. you here a couple of years ago, I believe it was, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah,
2: that's correct. I,
0: yeah, and you were here with the director of the UCF campus.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, so now you're back. It's great to have you back. Vicki, let's start with you. Let's, you were actually on my program on Friday with the news of what had happened, uh, and it was so great to have that kind of late-breaking report from you and uh, the digest that I think you gave, the explanation that you gave. So many times we hear the news of a law being signed, and we don't really know exactly what that means what how does that break down in enforcement is it already enforced mm-hmm. indeed and uh, you were you were helpful in case people missed that this big heartbeat law that the, the governor signed was was really an important one and it was signed at midnight mm-hmm. on Friday morning so tell us a little That's bit right. about that now from what you've been able to learn uh, going since that time
1: Well, I think in actuality, it's more of a six-week bill than a heartbeat bill, even though I've seen the heartbeat, a word linked to it. It So I'm not quite sure what that means, but I can tell you, I do know absolutely without a doubt that it does not mean that abortion will be illegal in Florida when there is a heartbeat. It will mean that abortion is illegal uh, beyond six weeks. So let me just kind of roll back for a minute here. Uh, Governor DeSantis last year signed a bill pre-overturning uh, of the road decision with Dobbs that would go into effect the beginning of July, July like 1st, which it July did. 1st, right. which mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. So we rolled back abortion in Florida from 24 weeks to 15 weeks. And so currently what Governor DeSantis signed on Friday was a bill to eradicate abortion now from 15 weeks to six weeks. So here's the deal. <laughs> we have a ways to go.
0: <laughs> because even at six weeks, a lot of abortions take place prior to that.
1: Yes, the majority of abortions. But even in terms of the law, um, we don't know. There's no word on the ground right now in terms of when will this happen, how will this happen, what will this look like. From so this is a little different than the way it has happened last year. Um, this now will go to the Supreme Court of. Florida because there's some laws on the books that I'm not I'm still learning about that have been in place for a lot of years and so they have to now visit on that in order to approve this according to what I have heard that part may not although nothing certain yet happen till the fall Mm. so if that happens in the fall let's say the Supreme Court does visit that in the fall let's say they do move forward with that in the fall, everything is continuing to uh, see great action there. Then this law would go into effect 30 days after that happens. So will it happen in 2023? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Would it happen in the beginning of 24? Possibly. Right now it's too far out, but hey, we're gonna celebrate that, man, that is a great, let's take those nine weeks. That's what we're really talking about here. You know, people want to think in their mind, oh my goodness, now abortion's going to be illegal. We're we're just taking nine weeks. So to me, it's another step into making abortion unthinkable.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, that is a goal that I know that so many people who love life, who love the Lord, who love children, it is unthinkable. Yet we live in a culture that I would wonder, will we hit that culture-wide? Probably not, right? because there are people that love what they do and they want to love their freedom and they want to have things their way. And I just don't know that we're going to get down to where this, this idea, universally speaking, it's an unthinkable, it should be. And, and we need to aim for that. But boy, there are people out there who are making Angry. this where yeah. they are making this, where they live and where they camp. And without a doubt there, the lawsuits happened Within 30 seconds of this signing, I'm sure appeals are going to be made, and sadly, we have enough judges in our country right now that are still uh, kind of legislating from the bench, Mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be happening either, but we're in a mess in this country, aren't we?
1: We are, but you know what? I think it's possible. I don't know if it'll be possible in my lifetime, (laughs) but I do think it's possible because how did we make slavery unthinkable? Mhm. It's a good point. Now again, you know, we're dealing with um communication in a very different way today and technology and communication so different than we were back in the slavery era, yeah, right? I like that. But at some point, even though if I would have been ticked off, I can't own a slave anymore? What do you mean I can't own a slave anymore? It's my right to own a slave. Like, wait, I want my right back to own a slave? It It didn't happen overnight for people to go, oh, I cannot own a slave anymore.
0: Or I should not be able to be precluded from having a slave. slave. Yeah, right. Yeah, I
1: can't buy a slave. I can't trade a slave, et cetera. Can't we get to that place where we can roll that back that says abortion's not legal?
0: Yeah, that's well said. I think you just turned me around on that.
1: So see, that's why it needs to be more than six weeks, because even at six weeks, we say it's okay to have an abortion.
0: Now, you bring up a point about heartbeat that I think is good because I, I read that and honestly, I I thought, well, yeah, that's six weeks. I know that a lot of women know, a lot of women are, are very confident even at four weeks that they're pregnant. They know they are. They can feel the changes already happening and, and all of that. Uh, where the bill in, in Texas that was called a heartbeat law, uh, what let's, in the studies that you've learned from there, what is the earliest that a heartbeat can be noted and recorded of a, of a child in the womb?
1: Generally five weeks and three days. So somewhere around the five week mark is when a heartbeat would be noted.
0: So it is just after that time by a couple of days then. Not, not, not a couple of weeks, but a couple of days. Yes. And so I, I see why some people will say that then, but it's it's not as accurate as it, as it really could be, and I like how you're saying it first. It is unthinkable that we have these states in our United States that will not only not bat an eye at doing it at six weeks or 15 weeks or 24 weeks, but but all the way to full term. They have no problems with that. To me, that is not only... Unthinkable! It's the biggest crime, and yet it's one that's being looked at like, okay, that's fine, right? It's yeah. not fine, yeah. and so this happens, and you've got to wonder what is going to be the ultimate thing that will will kind of rake uh, the biggest path through our, our nation. And is it this kind of law? Is it what? What do you see now? Roe v. Wade certainly had national ripples. What would be the next national ripple? to help people from your standpoint, Vicki?
1: Well, I think what's going on currently with the FDA and um, some of that um, injunctions that happened in Texas, I believe last week, you know, people need to understand that abortion today has gone virtual. And what I mean by that is when women can um, get abortion pills delivered to the door or online or black market, or hey, I go to an abortion clinic and I take the first one or through telehealth or through Walgreens or CVS. Um, that's a whole new day. And it's been going on. Let's let's not fool ourselves. We've just had our heads in the sand. Uh, 54% of abortions have been chemical. That means we're sending women home to have abortions on their bathroom floors by themselves generally uh, with no medical supervision whatsoever. That is dangerous. Yeah, and, that is certainly not, yes. and that is not women's health. And so we've even taken, taking it away from those traditional abortion clinics. So now we fight a virtual battle that's very different than what we have been working on really and working with for so many years. Mm -hmm. So until chemical abortion can be outlawed in the United States, we have a major uphill battle.
0: And the whole chemical abortion thing, the pill itself, I mean, that's been in the news as well. The last couple of weeks, there was a judge who basically put, a, put it on hold. And then I believe if I heard the story right, there was a secondary judge that stayed that. Is that correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. So the, right now it's back to business as usual with it across yes. the country. Yes. And, but
1: it's being reviewed because the FDA apparently did not do their homework 20 years ago when they released this pill. Um, and there, there have, there's a suit that says this is not safe mm-hmm. and the FDA needs to do its home, go back and do its homework and do what it does to approve any drug.
0: Right. Now let's turn to Michelle for a moment. Michelle, you are on the ground there in the clinic, downtown Orlando and, I'm sure you see a little bit of both of the impacts of what is considered to be a traditional uh, doctor-operated abortion versus this whole thing that's come in recent years about these chemical abortions. From being on the ground, can you describe what it's like to to see a woman who's gone through maybe that first abortion pill?
2: Yeah, what we're seeing is um, what I can say we're seeing many women that they opt to have the abortion pill when they come into the clinic. They actually request that by name because they have this, um, they've, they've been told that it's easy. They've been told that it is, you take a pill, you have something like a period, a little heavy period, and you go about your life. And so we're seeing a demographic of women that that is the preferred method because they no longer are connecting Um, abortion as a full medical procedure. They're just seeing it as something to where you can get your period back on, snap your fingers, you took a pregnancy test, you missed your period, bring it back on by taking this pill.
0: Now that's the line. That's the unreality Mm -hmm. of the line. Mm -hmm. What is closer to the reality of what these ladies who do take that pill, what happens to them?
2: Um, I believe they're more at risk than ever. I believe these women are more danger than ever. And they, they don't see that. And that's the scary part is that they don't look at abortion as dangerous. They don't look at abortion as serious, um, as doing medical harm to your body. And I think that, um, the women that have gone through the medical abortion, they see the reality of the bleeding. They see the reality of it not being complete and having infection and having to be rushed to the hospital. Um, miscarriage happening after abortion many years when now they're trying to conceive, not being able to conceive. But these women that are going into that abortion are seeing it as something so simple and it's more dangerous than it's ever been. The risk are higher than they've ever been, particularly because like Vicki mentioned, you're at home, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. These are young women, 16, 17, 18, that have no idea what to expect and how to handle a medical emergency on their own.
0: You know, growing up in America, I, I kind of had this notion and belief, and I've learned that it's it's not that way in reality. I had the belief that the medical community w- really did take that, uh, that uh, oath that says they're going to be really watching over for the health and for the welfare and for the good of all their patients, and that there would be this living to the highest of standards and and not ever putting people at risk. And the, it just boggles my mind when the more you read about this the, and you realize that these people who are administering these drugs, many of them are medical professionals, doctors, uh, not every one of them probably in this day and age. But nevertheless, they are crossing lines and telling what is nothing less than an out-and-out an out lie. Is that not correct? That is
2: correct. That is correct, and that's why places like Choices need to exist because that's where they hear the truth when they come to yeah. us and hear that truth medically, what is the expectation, the risks, the side effects of an abortion?
0: So some of these ladies are, who take this first one, and there are two that have to be taken, uh, and I know or this, a three a three, mm-hmm. three oh, pills.
1: There's different regimens, yeah. Okay. There's different regimens now. It used to be two, then it was three Sometimes it's one, they change the milligrams of it. Sometimes when we see a woman who has taken the abortion pill and she decides to reverse which choices women's clinic also offers that now. So somebody has that deep, dark night thought of, oh my gosh, what have I done? Which I've taken one happens quite often. And so if they can uh, get administered a drug over the counter from our doctor, um, quickly, it can be reversed. There's a 68% chance she will be able to carry, but we're finding when we go back and ask, well, what did you take? Well, what, how many milligrams was it? Well, can you show the nurses, our nurses will say, can you show me the bottle? Can you show me the prescription? They have no idea. Yeah. So we don't know, you know, what, what are the abortion clinics here doing? Right. Cause right now the majority of ours here in Florida are being distributed through the abortion clinics.
0: But sadly, a lot of ladies are actually ordering these from other states, and they're being being sent in the mail. And that removes even another layer of accountability. It makes it more difficult than ever to find out really what it is that you're taking. Well, what does it say about our country that we just blindly believe the lie? Uh, uh, And that's exactly what's happened. I mean, we've been sold a bill of goods, and not only are the doctors and these clinics not only are they complicit in this this situation, so is the news media, so are the politicians. I mean, really, it should be something that we're shouting from every corner and people believing, and isn't it weird that people believe what they want to believe? And these ladies are often still falling victim to the lies and taking that pill, and in some cases, really coming close to bleeding out emerging severely it's not anything like what the experience they were told it would be that's really what's sad about it so we can pray on this one we can pray that the judge who is um maybe stayed this that that stay will be withdrawn right mm-hmm. yeah and what what other advice michelle would you give uh, again on the ground to someone maybe even later today you have a chance to talk to somebody who's telling that uh, kind of a line, like "I'm thinking of taking this." What, what can you, what do you say, and what are the kind of responses that you typically get back
2: to our patients or to yeah, yeah? I, I mean, we always want to slow them down. I mean, I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing when it comes to a woman, even a man, because men are involved. We see it all the time that are facing this decision is that they're doing it at a height of fear, of urgency, they're being told. A lot of them are paying attention to what's going on right now in the climate and the politics. I don't have much time, my choice could be taken away. But the truth is when you slow down, when you get all the information, you talk to someone who truly shows you that they have your best interest um, at heart, they have no financial gain to your decision or your choice, that's when you're able to make a more sound decision. So I just encourage women to slow down mm-hmm. and really do their, their homework, their research. Yeah. Um, like you said, don't take everybody's word for it. Don't right. just run to someone who has a financial gain, which is the abortion clinics, in your decision, and take their word for it. But talk to someone who has no financial gain. Um, it can give you true, sound uh, guidance and truth.
0: I think of Paul's words as we come to the end of this segment. People will gather around them, people who will say what their itching ears want them to say. Mm. That's what they want to hear. And this is a very important thing. We need to be hearing truth, not just what our itching ears want to hear. Mm. My guests, Vicki Matthews and also Michelle Sani from Choices, we're going to be talking about the walk for life, how you can get involved. That's coming up right here on The Shepherd. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. My guests in the studio today, Vicki Matthews and also Michelle Sonny from Choices Women's Clinic. And uh, it is such a privilege to be part of that. Personally, I'm, I'm loving it. I was asked to serve on the board and I'm honored to do that. I want everybody to realize that that is something that I, uh, I'm just thrilled to get to do. I've had a heart and a love for this movement for years I know a lot of people back in the day found other ways to express that. I'm going all the way back into the nineties when everyone was getting arrested and showing up at events. And a lot of my friends were part of that, that thing up in the Washington DC area. So there is a way now that people can get involved and really support the pro-life movement, support all of the excellent work that you guys are doing. Uh, I know that you have a couple of fundraisers in the year. One is the big banquet in the fall, mm-hmm. but we've got one coming up in in May that is probably second in line yes. to the amount of uh, importance and to the ongoing work of Choices, and that's the Walk for Life. So, Vicki, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, it's very important to us because we have to have ways to meet the resources to keep our clinics operational and to love on these people who walk through our doors. I can't tell you, Mike, every donor dollar, we are 100% donor funded, and um, every donor dollar makes a difference to that woman and man who seeks us out, who is looking for abortion actually, who many think we are an abortion clinic, who come through our doors to be informed empowered, educated, and loved through the spirit of Jesus Christ. And so we have our Walk for Life on May 6th, and it is a big honking event for us. We'll have about 800 people out for that. And we are going to raise, I'm saying it today, $500,000 for life, a half a million dollars for life. And that will allow us to continue on this incredible life-changing life transforming work.
0: It's hard to, uh, I think for a lot of us to get our brains around one event like that that can bring such a large amount of uh, income in. but that says a lot about the amount of people involved. Yes, and it says a lot about the people who are donating the heart for this, you know, uh, we hear it battered all the time from the. Uh, the the current president's uh, press secretary about uh, that this movement is against the opinions of most Americans. And I just think that's not true at all. I think that what we see here through events like the Walk for Life, that most Americans do not like this concept. Most Americans uh, in the flyover states, and maybe except for some of the blue states, where the blue cities, where things are just well, they've got all sorts of problems going on in those places like Chicago right now. I mean, even the, the news about these teens that went nuts and it's like, what's going on in these places? But most people want to get involved because most people would not believe what we're being again, told to believe, or that we're being told that most Americans believe. And so I'm grateful that so many people do donate. Now, how do, how do they donate?
1: Well, um, a lot of a lot of our folks are pretty competitive through our churches. So we mm-hmm. have about 80 churches engaged in this in the uh, greater Orlando area here, and they go after each other big time because they want to be the church that raises the most. So individual walkers um, in churches or groups or just individually, uh, go to walkforlifeorlando.com and get yourself registered to become a sponsored walker. Ask a few friends. Ask a handful of friends. Put it on Facebook. Send a couple emails. Put it in a text message. Right. And boom, there you go. Everybody does their little part. And you know what, Mike? Now is the time. I think the time is over to say, "Well, I'm I'm for life." Well, mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, let's use a pro-life word. I'm pro-life. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? Because we have to put our actions behind our words as Christians. And on this issue, there should not be a woman who goes without. Right. Yeah. There should not be anyone who says, I have to have an abortion because. Right. Let us do our good work at Choices Women's Clinic to take down those what ifs. Right. And we can do that with your help.
0: Yeah, I wrote a song one time. It was based out of Psalm 90 and i had a chance to sing that at our church recently and the what you just said so reminded me of it the first verse says how quickly the sands flow through the hourglass of our youth in a single day they seem to fade away and here's the part that r- reminded me good intentions come but so many left undone mm-hmm. and that's that really says it for a lot of us that we've we have intentions to get involved We may hear a story Mm -hmm. or or talk to a friend and they're doing something and we can have that thought. I've got to get involved in this. I need to take part or I need to donate. Mm -hmm. And it's just like life can come in and take that thought away. And we end up at the end of the day, not having done it, but you're right. And I know that that's not with any sense of guilt, trying to put it out there. We need to ask ourselves the serious question what am I doing? Am I doing what I want to do? Yeah, And that's a good way to say it. I need to do what God's put in our heart to do. So you have all these people. Now, what's uh, Michelle, from your experience, uh, what is that day like when you have the walk for life?
2: I think it's just a beautiful way to just see all the people that, like you mentioned, that are for this, that are supporting our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the whole of Central Florida coming together and standing together to say that we want abortion eliminated in our city. And so I think it's so beautiful to look at one of my favorite moments is when we take that big picture and we look out and have the entire group of individuals that have gathered together that are standing there to say, we're walking for life. We are in support of Choices Women's Clinic and what we're doing in our community to say, no more. It has to end today. Mm -hmm. And they're not just putting their money where their mouth is, but they're showing up and they're being there and engaging and talking and walking and bringing their families and friends. And it's a beautiful time together.
0: It's really wonderful to come together with a cause that is not only an important cause, but something that's so near and dear, I know to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Life is the gift that we've received from our Heavenly Father. And to see it so glibly thrown away in so many ways, it really is unthinkable. You know, we were talking in the first segment uh, to you, Vicki, about the, the whole thing about dreaming about a day that will come when abortion will be unthinkable. I think that many people really doubted the day would ever come that Roe v. Wade would be overturned, but we I saw did. that. I did. <laughs> you, you believed it would be overturned.
1: No, I, I couldn't imagine it ever being overturned Okay. In my that's lifetime. what I wondered. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. In our lifetime. Yeah. yeah we, we, I just
1: thought, oh, yeah. We're too far.
0: I think most everyone was in that kind of a position where it's so ensconced, just under 50 years. Yeah. And yet it was overturned, six months and shy of 50 years. Here's what's so
1: cool about it. A moment of time. A moment yeah. of time. And that's how God works, in a yeah. moment of time. And yeah. so he can make it unthinkable in a moment of time. Yeah, We just have to keep doing our part. So what we do at Choices Women's Clinic is we love really well. Mm-hmm. We love really well.
0: Now, one of the things that you announced when you were at our church, you were at Metro Life Church, my church, uh, yesterday, and it is, uh, every time I hear it, Vicki, I just wonder and I shake my head and I think, how in the world did she do this? How in the world did they do this? You announced not only the two clinics that are already in operation, but a third one that we're gonna talk about, Kissimmee, in our last segment today. But you announce the fact that all of these properties are owned debt-free. Now, I think a lot of business people, a lot of business owners who own property, who own establishments for their business, they hear that and they go, hey, what? <laughs> How? How did you do this? How did this come about?
1: I wish I could tell you there's a formula because <laughs> then I'd write a book and make a bazillion yeah, dollars, that's right? That's
0: right. Why not? Yeah.
1: But this has just been such a work of God here in the central Florida area of how he has unrolled a thirty now 39-year-old ministry that for many years uh, struggled, you know. And, and we have our own struggles today, too, but, you know, really struggled to grow. And once we told people two things, Mike, that we were going to go where abortions were happening and we were going to change abortion in Orlando— Our community has come around that in such a big way that, you know, before we knew it, we bought a 6,000-square-foot building on West Colonial near downtown. Uh, Two years later, we said, man, you know, we need to go to UCF. Why? Because there's abortions happening at UCF at Planned Parenthood. Um, God gave us an Italian restaurant to buy. He gave us a contractor. We bulldozed. We built a beautiful state of the art. Raised that
0: building that was there. Yes.
1: During COVID built that debt free. And at that point we became debt free on our downtown clinic. And then in this last year, God has pointed the direction for us in so many ways to show us that Kissimmee was our next step. And so we found a building And once again, we said, well, if God can supply all the needs at this point, uh, we're not looking to go get a loan anywhere because what we feel very committed to at this time in history is to take care of our staff who are the heroes of faith who show up in this crazy culture every day and love well in spite of scenarios that are going on around them with these people who walk through our doors and that we can continue to service the women and men that we see, right? and be on the cutting edge of that, and not be worrying about paying our rent, or paying, you know, of course, we have a lot of responsibility with three clinics, but we are debt-free, and so we just purchased that on March 1st, and here we go, so this walk will help us kick the can down the road this year to renovate to a third beautiful state-of-the-art clinic and get in there.
0: And I think it's important to note just that that when you, you, we bought Kissimmee, and again, we'll talk about the plans and the dreams and how all of that came together, even though the location is, it's superb, it's beautiful, the building is wonderful. But uh, but all of that, I mean, it just the purchase of it and paying for the property does not mean expenses are over. Right. It, there has to be a lot of uh, yes. fitting done to, put have all to of hire the gear, a lot of, staff. a lot of staff has to go in. Uh, and, and I'd like to talk for a few moments about the equipment. You know, it's not just a counseling service that you provide. No. This is like a full out and out medical experience that when people come in and you're right, they, they often come to choices thinking that they could get an abortion there, hence the name choices. And uh, that, that's a brilliant name. Uh, because we're giving them choices. I'm convinced the other side who say they are pro-choice never give choices. It's only one thing. Uh, but you actually do. You offer a, a legitimate, bona fide opportunity for them to look and say, mm-hmm. hey, I've got another option than just that. So you, in, in the process, you have all of the ultrasound equipment, a, a nursing staff, a medical director. Tell us about all that.
1: So we are limited medical. Um, we are really, we consider ourselves more like the ER for those who find themselves in unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We are looking to meet the needs of the abortion seeker. So whether they're seeking abortion pills, line virtually, or they are looking to go into a clinic and have a procedure, uh, we want to intercept and educate them well, inform them well. We're not there to judge them. We're not there to shove an agenda down their throat. We're not there to proselytize them or their scenario. We are there to truly, in a medical experience, like you said, Mike, um, really um, allow them to grapple with, we believe education is empowerment, Mm -hmm. to be educated about the decision they're about to make and so in that um you know we, we have a lab and we uh, offer std testing in that because it's a medical risk if a woman has an abortion um you know they we have ultrasound techs who are sonographers who know how they're trained well to do ultrasounds to find abnormalities or find if that pregnancy is viable mm-hmm. uh, nurses that educate and so you know those are We don't provide prenatal care because we have plenty of resources here in the central Florida area to refer them on for those kinds of things. But we are back here in the beginning of when these women and men are making these really hard decisions.
0: Yeah. And you stay in the lane and that makes it successful when you do what God's called you to do and you stay focused on doing that. But the walk will provide the means to house out and to equip this beautiful new facility that we'll talk about next segment in Kissimmee and keep all of this thing going. And then we'll just have to see what happens going forward because this thing's not going away as we've talked about. Uh, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, the movement did not end. It, the need for it only started in, in a real way. And I know, I don't know if you had a chance to talk to John Stenberger yesterday. I did. Yeah, that's great. I know he was there and he's coming in tomorrow and he'll be here with us and excited about that because he has a big event coming up as well. And there's all sorts of things going on in the state of Florida that uh, he is a part of, as you know, but he's really been a real friend to Choices, yes, right?
1: Yes, Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know you lean on the wise leadership that John gives (laughs) and he's, he's a great guy. So we've got this walk that's coming up again, May 6th, and give us the website for how people can go and find out more about the walk, either if they want to be a walker themselves or maybe just to donate to someone who is.
1: Yeah, you can support me or you. I'm I'm or walking Michelle. too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> any of you us. You can
1: find any of us on there. So, yeah. if they would just go to walkforlifeorlando.com, you will find everything you need to register or support your favorite walker from your favorite church. So
0: they can do a search and find their favorite walker right there That's on right. That. That's right. All right, friends, you gotta find
1: it's me. me. It's me, it's me, Vicky Matthews. are not competitive at, at all. all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't be upset at all about all of this, because the end of the day is we're all walking for the same thing, and we're walking for the same purpose, and that is to see the Lord glorified in all of these ways, that lives can be changed, and that that uh, these children that are the most vulnerable, the most uh, voiceless, if you will, their lives still matter. So the walk is on Saturday, May the 6th, and it's at Blue Jacket Park.
1: It is, which is in the Baldwin Park area. And well, it used to be
0: the Naval Training Center. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it is a quick, easy in and out, but so much fun. People bring their kids. And by the way, there are donuts and coffee Oh, and water in case it's really hot that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this but is going to be a lot of fun. We'll have time. some
1: worship uh, from nine to 10, Okay, nine, 9 to 1030 about
0: outdoor so, worship as well.
1: Yep, A little bit of worship, a little bit of fun, competitive announcements going on with our top walkers and our top churches because they are vying for the top places and mm-hmm and uh there's some people who don't walk who bring their lawn chairs now and just partake in it that way but raise their funds and then there's people who come and they're going to be a part of that walk and we're going to cheer them on
0: well that's great So it
1: is a fun event we have some kids games so kids can get their faces painted and uh throw some balls and (laughs) etc okay
0: we'll give that detail at the beginning of the next segment one more time we're up against a break this is Afternoons with Mike, my guests today, Vicki Matthews and Michelle Sonny. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study, an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses were offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back in the studio now with my guests, Vicki Matthews and Michelle Sawney from Choices. Uh, we talked about it. I want to give that address one more time for the walkers and the date. The date is May the 6th. And this is such a big thing. May the 6th, uh, everyone will have an opportunity to do one of two things. Either walk yourself and get yourself sponsored and help raise money that way. If you can't do that, go ahead and donate to somebody that is walking. And there are a lot of people. And you said they can find any of us here. We're all three going to be walking yes. and lots more. Uh, give us that address one more time.
1: Yeah, you. So just go to walk forlifeorlando.com that's walk for life orlando.com
0: and the date again is the 6th and worship donuts uh, coffee yeah. i mean that's yeah. right there Nine there's to three. 10:30 th-
1: we'll get you in and out and you will be so glad that you join this incredible family event for Choices Women's Clinic
0: yeah and you can eat a donut and then walk it all off all that's at the same right. time that's great Vicky uh, was telling me yesterday when we were chatting at our church service Michelle about some of the people that that stop by who have received let's say care from choices and they stop by kind of sometimes unannounced yeah and just let you guys not only hear from their hearts but to see the fruit of uh, the the, uh, the fruit of their womb let's just say it that way yeah. to see the children that were saved by the good work of choices Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, Yeah, I think that's one of the most amazing parts of what we do is when we get to see uh, these women come and bring their babies and they're asking for the volunteer that they saw that day, that nurse that they saw that day. They're just so excited. It's a whole different person. You see that complete transformation from when they came in, scared, Mm -hmm. confused, sad, and then they're coming in with this beautiful baby and um, they're super excited Uh, We had a really cool story that happened recently where one of our patients back from 2017, I think it was, um, she came in and was considering abortion. She, you know, was getting ready to leave the country and um, could not be pregnant, um, leaving the country and working where she was going to go work. And so she was very determined to have an abortion she was wrestling with it, but very determined, made up her mind that that's what would be best for her career and her life at that time. And so we loved on her. Like Vicki said, we love them so well from the moment they walk in the door, um, try to follow up with them as best as we can and continue to pour that love on them and that support. Um, however, she was a patient that we lost contact with. Like most of our patients sometimes, you know, they come in and, and they leave. And then sometimes we don't hear back from them for months, um, even years. And so we were never able to speak with her and connect with her after she left our clinic. But she So came, you would
0: have thought based on what she was saying, that she was going to go ahead and have it and find somebody to do it.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And then especially when we don't hear from them, sometimes we think that's a sign because they've cut, <laughs> you know, cut that communication off. So we were, we were sure that she had that abortion. Her, her career was on the line. So we, we kind of, Thought that was the direction she went in and out of nowhere, without a call, without any kind of notification, she shows up at our clinic one afternoon and meets with our clinic receptionist who happened to be her advocate as well and met with her that day she came in. Um, And so this is now six years later and she let us know that she had her baby girl and that she um, has had another child. And she's married to the boyfriend that she was with when she came. And she was just so grateful and so wow. appreciative of all the services that we gave her and just said, how can I, how can I be a spokesperson for you guys? You guys are amazing. You could call me, email me. I would love to, you know, talk about how, you know, this clinic really transformed her life by giving her her daughter yeah. she loves and she's back living in Orlando now.
0: You know, you kind of look at that story, listen to that story and get the visual of the face of the person joyfully showing off her five-year-old or whatever, almost six-year-old, yeah. uh, and then you compare that. And this is what I've seen as a pastor for many, many years when I've counsel- mm-hmm. counseled ladies who had had maybe years before an abortion, and they were not over it yet. They were still dealing with it. Th- there is a night and day difference in those two scenarios, right, Vicky?
1: Yes, and you know I can speak to that personally because I I was one of those women. As you know, Mike, we've shared yeah, my sure. story before, and um, it was a lot of years ago. But it doesn't take away the reality that I aborted my first child, um, and um, you know there's there's repercussions from that. There's consequences from that. Now, by the grace of God, um, I have been healed from that, and. I've been called to this beautiful ministry that I'm so passionate for the women and the men that we see and serve so that they can have a choice different than the one I felt like I had. That they can be informed, that they can be educated, that they can be encouraged to make a healthy decision that they can live with. And so, um, yeah, one in four women and men, right, have had experienced an abortion, Mm -hmm. and um, that's a lot.
0: I think a lot of people often kind of forget about the impact on the men involved. Yes. The the fathers of these children, so often they are the ones that are really pushing the ladies to get an abortion and they are not weighing out at all any of the implications that you've just talked about, about what happens if they do go ahead, if their boy, if their girlfriend gets, uh, gets the abortion and now they're, they're an abortive uh, father, they're they're That's having right. to deal with this too. That's right. And that regret can set in on them. It's, it's often overlooked.
1: Yeah. It's a very overlooked issue. And so if there's any listener out there that you've had this experience or you've touched this experience in some way, we're here for you too. That's one of our services yeah. is, uh, abortion recovery. We have a couple groups, one starting, one going on now. And, uh, I even had someone from your church yesterday, uh, that approached me when I was there, Mike, and um, you know, sure enough, yeah, it's there. And to, until you deal with it,
0: every congregation will have. You know, it's people, the secret you know.
1: thing that we we can't talk about. Right. That there, if there's still shame and guilt and condemnation and unhealed places, um, just not good. Mm-hmm. Not good for us. Not good for the church. Not good for the body. <laughs> not good for the people we're around. And so, you know, we, we love to jump into that for the men and the women.
0: And I love the fact, uh, Michelle, as you're telling this story about this lady comes up along with her and, and uh, a lot of the people that you do get to serve, you get to have baby showers for them afterwards. And that's something that Choices does. And I know that that's got to be so meaningful to these people. You think that's like the cherry on top of a wonderful piece of cake or whatever, a a Sunday that's coming their way. And all of a sudden now they've gotten the kind of love that's gushing out from the hearts of all of the people, even enjoying something as simple as a baby shower. But it's so meaningful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You see these women and often the common theme and what they say is that these are completely um, complete strangers that come around me. I mean, they love me and support me. And I think that is something that's beautiful that we can do is that we can show them, um, the love of Jesus without even necessarily always saying it, but we can show them how Jesus loves, you know, and meeting them in tangible ways, but also meeting them and filling those emotional and spiritual areas where they get to feel loved and supported.
0: Mm. Um, Well, the miracle of Kissimmee, that's what I like to call it, because I happened to be at that board meeting one night when we were sitting around and listening to you as you shared. And this, I tell you, I'll never forget this in all my life. Uh, God had blessed this ministry long before I ever was asked to join and very clearly moving in directions. You had already paid off both of the campuses and that there was money left over. And we were sitting on what was, for me, just coming in as a new board member, uh, an extraordinary amount of capital that God had blessed this with. And I will never forget your, what I consider to be, incredibly wise words, as you're guiding that meeting, leading that meeting. And in this room are just wonderful people from all walks of business and different areas of uh, kind of professions. You said this, God has not given this just so that we could have this in our account. What is God saying to do? Mm -hmm. And the vision that you cast by that simple question, uh, I think it was very clear that we were to grow. Mm -hmm. And then how do we grow? Where do we grow? And I I think that's just one of the marks. And I know you don't toot your own horn but I'm going to toot it for you, man. <laughs> Vicky's leadership, oh, no. Vicki's leadership is so great because you get out of the way of, of what needs to happen. You present it and then trust God with it. That's what you did that night. And all of us were sitting there. I don't think there was a single one of us not moved deeply mm-hmm. with this question. What do we do? Where are we to go? And that began the discussion that has recently culminated on March the 1st with the, the purchase of a beautiful piece of property. Would love for you to to describe it and tell the story of how that came about.
1: So this opportunity was very unique because um, our other situations with UCF previously two years ago, and then uh, where we are on West Colonial seven, eight years ago, You know, I had a vision for that. I felt God really solidly, clearly said, this is where we should go. And then, you know, we rally around that, right? But this time, God had presented some funding. Um, You know, we had some businessmen who came in at the end of the UCF project and said, you know, we feel led that in this next year, we want to give you a matching grant of a half a million dollars. And I was just completely undone because I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Like, we just finished this grandiose thing. Like, I can just go to heaven now. Like, I don't <laughs> need to do any more. And I'm getting old, by the way. But anyway, I really felt a caution for us as a board, in a good way, to say, Lord, what is it that you want? because Vicky can come up with her own plans and then ask god to bless him or vicky can do god's plan right mm-hmm. and i've tried to learn it's hard not to do vicky's plan so i just felt you know with laws beginning to possibly shift in 2022 <laughs> which happened right yes, it did uh things beginning to happen that man we better really hear from the lord on this and so that's what he did he began to show us and We actually were shown a building that was not even on the market, crazy as that is. Unbelievable story of how God just worked this out with the most incredible uh, man who owned that building, who we had to have a powwow come to Jesus with the realtors because he wanted to know. Here's the the key question he asked. Why do you want to buy my building?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh man, I couldn't wait to tell him why we wanted to buy his building. Now, here's what's really cool about that. I'm not sure he's ever really taken a, an issue or a stand or a feeling or anything on this issue that I was aware of at that time. Um, but man, he really got it. And I could sense the Lord was working. And so guess what? He gave us a, a just um, a, an incredible opportunity to go through a period of time to see. I, I explained to him, you know, we trust in God. We trust in the needs he's gonna supply here. And yes, we have this fund here and and we have this matching grant, but man, we still need people to come through for us and show us this is exactly what what the Lord wants.
0: He was a patient seller.
1: He was. And guess what? It happened in record time, just Mm -hmm. like our other two locations. Like before we even needed extended time, it was done deal. And we were able to share with him that according to God's plan, we are ready to close on this building.
0: And we did. And it's now history. And it closed on my birthday, I might add. That was a fun little gift, Yes, a little special gift for even me. Vicki, it's so great. I, I'm so excited about the walk. Give us the dates and the uh, website one more time. We're just about out of time here.
1: Okay. Join us on May 6th and go to walkforlifeorlando.com.
0: Vicki Matthews, Executive Director, and Michelle Sani, Director of of uh the clinics. It's so great to have both of you here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. And it's Thanks, great. Mike. It's great to have you with us friends as well. We'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd.